You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 298 for December 14th, 2014. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Merry Christmas. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. Walking in a winter wonderland In the meadow we can build a snowman Then pretend that he is Parson Brown He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man But you can do the job when you're in town Later on, we'll conspire As we dream by the fire To face unafraid the plans that we've made Walking in a winter wonderland yeah. build a snowman and pretend that he's a circus clown we'll have lots of fun with mr snowman until the other kids they knock him down when it snows ain't it thrilling though your nose gets a chilling we'll frolic and play the eskimo way walking don't you know I'm walking in a winter wonderland? Ho, 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 young woman. What do you want for Christmas, Amy? Um, I like some magnets from my fridge. <laughs> and... And just save up for replacing my flooring that has some issues. Well, have you been a good girl or a naughty girl? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mercy. I don't know how to answer that. Oh, geez. Well, hi, everybody. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And welcome to the Take It With You podcast, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. Sometimes spiritual. <laughs> Other times, wacky. Wacky, goofy. Wacky. Who uses the word wacky anymore? I don't. You well, don't. I do, I guess. Yeah, I guess Since we I just, just did. did. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, everybody, to our uh, countdown to Christmas. Yes, we're getting close. Only 10 days. Well, maybe even less if you're listening. Yeah, well, 10 days to Christmas Eve, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have so much to do before then. It's not even funny. I know. We haven't done any <sighs> holiday baking, which I don't. I wasn't thinking about any of that. I was thinking about all the. I'm under a huge deadline 
to get songs done for a company that I'm working for. By Christmas. By Christmas. I don't know. If and I'm then be you able have a it. big slideshow you need to do, but that's not that's due not due till the, the 29th. So you have a couple of days after Christmas <laughs> to work on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're good at that. 300 DVDs I have to duplicate and put labels on. Yeah. 300, count them. Mm, it's good we're taking the day after Christmas off because that's we're probably, probably what I'm going to be doing. Be doing. <laughs> <coughs> what I do is I set a Star Trek marathon on my DVR or I put one of my Blu rays in and I just watch Star Trek and put labels on. If you want my help, you might want to throw in a, a holiday movie or oh something. Oh, my gosh. This is so bad. Is, is anybody else out there going through this right now? They All of a sudden, you get the free Hallmark channel. And so what does your daughter and your wife want to do? Watch Christmas movies. They've seen them all before. They're the no. same exact plot. Hallmark movies are all the same plot. I, I saw Let me tell you a the plot, new one yesterday, I? and What's I the saw same plot? a new one today. Same plot. Um, I don't think no. Yep. Yes, yesterday it was a different plot. <laughs> Today it was the same plot. <laughs> Here's the plot: <laughs> young woman in love supposedly breaks up with boyfriend or is in a rocky relationship with her boyfriend. Gets into a scenario where there's somebody that's very charming sweeps her off her feet. She just about is unfaithful to her boyfriend when. She thinks better of it and goes back to her boyfriend who promptly shows what a jerk he is. Then she thinks she's lost the new guy, but the new guy really is looking for her. And in the end, they get back or they get together and they live happily ever after. Well, after they kiss. Yesterday. Kiss. And that's it because it's a Hallmark movie. Yeah, they so kiss. They don't do anything else. It's, it's rated G. So um, Yesterday was a different one though that I've ever plot seen. Oh, yeah. Wow. There's there's a single mom, and she has a little girl, and she's out of work at Christmas. And okay, that's pretty much the rent. same plot. Um, but there's no man in her life. She's just oh, being, she doesn't have a man in no. her life. And then she meets this really nice guy that looks at her resume and says she should work at the place he works at and All recommends right. her. Okay. But I think that the lady, the HR person, is, like, jealous of her because she likes the guy that looked at her resume and recommended her, said she was qualified. So she okay. doesn't hire her. But she has this angel that helps her out. Oh, my gosh. And the angel... Yeah, this gets, is real. This is reality. The angel gets her job playing Santa Claus. A woman playing Santa Claus. Oh, uh, I saw little bits and pieces of it and thought, this is absolutely ridiculous. And and she is Like, so... nobody knows that she is a, a she. And then nobody knows, or even the guy doesn't realize who it is because he's flirting with a girl. But she looks just like the girl with the beard. Whatever. Well, it was like she was doing that because they were, you know, she wanted to provide shelter and Christmas. Probably shelter is even more important than Christmas, but they, you know, she had to pay her rent, and so, and she wanted to do something nice for her daughter, and then her daughter was struggling in school, and her daughter um, had the teacher help her learn to read the night before Christmas book, the story, the mm. night before Christmas. I've heard the story. And um, so the daughter's <coughs> Christmas present to her mom was said, here, pick any page. And that she, you know, because they didn't want to take the time for the daughter to read the whole book to the mom because right. it would take too much of the movie. 
Right. So she opens up a page and the daughter reads it. And that was her, the daughter's present to her, was, was learning to read. And then, of course, the girl that plays Santa Claus gets found out. And then she's not sure if the guy will like Because nobody could anymore. tell it was a girl, even though she was talking like this. They thought she was stealing Santa's suit because they found her in the room holding the suit. <sighs> so anyway, but then they lived happily ever after at the end. Did like they they're kiss? supposed to. Um, I maybe I can't remember. Was it awkward looking? Well, the the guy that was really because you know nice, it's not easy to kiss a Santa Claus when he has a fake beard no, and mustache. No, you've tried before. <laughs> She wasn't in the Santa suit. And I got end. really jealous and mad and tackled the Santa that you're trying to kiss. <laughs> oh, no. Jeez. No. No. Um, no. <laughs> the the end of it, it had the, the nice man. The and, nice man. And the the mom and the little girl all, like, drinking cocoa or something. They were celebrating Christmas together in the living room. And so... I can't remember if there were kisses or not. Hallmark but movies. They were happily. They seem like. A Does happy anybody else like Hallmark end. movies? Because, I mean, I okay. I secretly might watch them over my shoulder, but they're definitely not. I love sappy, happy ever after movies. I just love. But why them. don't they do like a reality Christmas show? Because that would be really depressing. <laughs> you think so? If they maybe the plot could go something like, there are, there are two people, or there's a person who's like an alcoholic and then they really struggle at this time of year and they wind up in a bar and lose all their money and then they walk out of the bar to see a bell ringer and they pull money out of their pocket and they put it into the but it's but they put all their money in on accident because they're drunk and so all the money how can they do that because you said they lost all their money in the bar oh i guess you're right there's a little hole in your (laughs) plot already (laughs) And then, and then somebody sees them do this act of kindness, but when they wake up, they have no money because they gave it all in the in the in the kettle, and so their Christmas is ruined. They can't buy Christmas presents for their family, <laughs> and they end up wanting to jump off the bridge. Um, sweetheart. But wait, an angel shows up and tells him how awesome he is, and that. He was really nice that his money didn't get stolen, that he put it in the in the kettle, and these other families are going to have a wonderful Christmas because of him. So don't do it. Don't jump. But the guy <laughs> slips when he's trying to get down and falls off the bridge, and he's just about to hit the water and die when Santa's sleigh comes by and picks him up, and they shoot off, and, and th- that's the end. And that's a reality one. What do you think? It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good writer, but don't do Christmas. How ones. about we call it a, a bridge to Christmas? <laughs> well, you had a little bit of, um, what's that one movie that's so famy, famous at famy? Christmas? <laughs> I've never heard of a famy movie before. Famy Amy. <laughs> the, the um there's the one that's really famous with George and uh, my name is George that ch- I will angel. love him and hold him and call him my own no no it's what? it's a wonderful life it has a guy oh, that uh, it has Jim, 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 Jimmy Jimmy Stewart yes and there's an angel that sees him Clarence, on a bridge Clarence. and he wants to he wants to jump off the bridge because 
he um lost you know that's lost a depressing everything. movie jeez i know it sounds a lot like yours yeah i just made it up right then yeah with a little help of a wonderful life no i didn't even think about a wonderful life i i, I, I didn't I, I didn't think about a wonderful life okay <laughs> oh mercy oh amy when are we gonna make some christmas cookies I don't know. See, I had a really hard day yesterday because I, I went oh, and saw okay. my... Hey, everybody. Now you want to really be encouraged? Here we go. I went and saw my uncle, and he's not doing very well, and he might not be here by Christmas. That's very so. sad. So it was really sad, and I gave now him... Now, that's reality, and I don't like and that. And I, I told him I loved him, and I gave him hugs and kisses, but he never woke up. Yeah. And my mom went with me and she brought him two mandarin oranges because that Dear. was their treat when they were little kids <sighs> they always got those for christmas and so um but he's yeah probably not going to eat them but it was a thought and and so anyway i was really sad and so i, I came home and i've been really trying to eat really healthy and trying to avoid sugar and butter and all those things that taste good yeah and yet I made gluten-free oatmeal chocolate chip cookies last night and ate four of them. This is, okay, everybody, <sighs> this is not the Taking With You podcast. This is the confessional podcast <laughs> from Amy Moyer well, confessing yeah, her so, sins so and I told troubles. My, so I told my sister, I said, I haven't made cookies for months. Like probably over three months. You took him to church and they're all gone now, aren't and they? Yeah, I, I, a lot. I took him to church because I didn't want to have him at home. And so oh. this is the point about Christmas baking. Christmas baking is, that is so near. I don't really want to bake because if I have them at home, I will eat them. Oh. And so if you buy, you know, like, I don't eat the kind with weed in it. Um, so if you buy little tins of cookies, they're safe from me because I don't, they hurt arthritis for me. So I leave those alone. Um, so you can buy cookies and I'm okay. But if I make homemade cookies that are gluten-free, I will eat them. So I'm trying not to do that. So don't make them gluten-free. Make them for me. I don't need any, but <laughs> make them like... for me. Uh, we have a friend. Sure you know, we'll I had a friend this morning Christmas. bring me at church. Brought Larry, my friend. Yeah, brought and me he didn't fudge. save me any. No, I ate it all. Well, there's only three little pieces, but I saved you the peanut butter kind. Yeah, there was peanut and butter and there was actually, chocolate fudge. It was really good. I'm not. Now, here's what he does. A huge fudge liker, it's but I like diet his. fudge. Well, it's reduced sugar fudge. <laughs> diet. I call it diet fudge. It's reduced. And here's how sugar. it works. You don't put the sugar in the recipe. So you do the fudge recipe, but you don't put the sugar in because the chocolate chips and the condensed milk and, and all the that stuff, they already have. Yeah, it's tons of sugar yeah. already. So why put in more sugar? And he broke up little pieces of candy cane and put them in the fudge. There was, I like I said, three piece little pieces, and I ate it all. I would have liked a Every little tiny, tiny. Thinking, I was just thinking, well, I'm going to see if I can taste the difference between diet and regular fudge. It was better, wasn't it? Uh, I think his peanut butter fudge was the best peanut butter fudge I've ever had because it actually whoa. tasted. I don't usually like peanut butter fudges. It's because too sweet. Because it's all sugary. Yeah, yeah, I don't like sweet peanut butter. I mean, this was sweet, but it wasn't like knock your head off. Sweet. Boy, this is. I, has anybody fallen asleep yet listening to us? Because we've talked about all sorts of stuff. So, 
so what do you want to talk about? Do you want to? So. So. Hey, did you see they're doing so, a special? So. They're doing a special on, uh, I think it's ABC. No. The Sound of Music. They are? Yep, but they're doing the sing-along version. Okay, so. Because, and this is what they claim. This uh-huh. is the actual movie from the 60s. Okay. Okay, but this is what they claim, that everybody, when they watch the movie, sing along with it anyway. Uh-huh. So they put the lyrics on the bottom of the screen with a little bouncy ball. Aww. And you watch the entire length of the movie Don't with the little... I do. And you can I sing do, right along with the lyrics on the bottom of the screen. Ah, very cool. You you do think that's cool? I do. I loved it when we were kids and I watched... You know what I thought when I saw it? Watched the Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse Club when they had that. Do you remember watching? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you know what I thought when I saw that advertised? What? I thought somebody with a title generator sitting in an editing studio is making a whole lot of money doing a very tedious job. Because I've had to do that before. And it is no fun. Just saying. You've had to do the bouncy ball with singing. With the lyrics across the screen and, and showing up right when they say it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I remember you doing that, but I can't remember what project it was for, but I remember you several doing it for projects. something. I've done almost several projects. Yeah. So talking about that, what was your week like? Oh I, I told gosh. some sad stuff of my week. So I say had something. a whirlwind week. I, I was so busy with, um, I've got this big project that's due at Christmas, mm-hmm. and I thought it was due in January 5th. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a whole 10 days before January 5th. Yeah, so you're crunching it. You only I don't have even 10 know days. I, I know. I don't even know if I can do it, but and I'm going to tie. And that's on top of having a sermon next week and a play that you're doing and also, um, yes, on Christmas Eve. And also the uh, the big DVD project for the company I've got to get done by the 29th. But I think Catherine and I could help you with that, That at least the part that... Um, you well, we'll know, after you do the creative part, we could probably help you with labeling <coughs> and packaging me. and stuff. Yeah, probably. And I could even maybe help <coughs> you duplicate those. So yeah. we'll see. So I've, I've been writing songs, and now I'm going to demonstrate one of the songs I've written. Okay, that's okay with her? I don't know. Maybe just do a little bit. Uh, okay. Because she'll, she'll own the copyright of them. So. Yeah, and she puts them on a CD and sells them. So, so. so just a few seconds. Okay, them. so I'll show you this new one. And once you hear it, you will always remember this point in history. And and this is another thing, is if you are of the Catholic faith. And, oh, this has nothing to do with that. And you want to get a good curriculum, you can buy the curriculum for from her. These are history songs, right? Right. Yeah. So this is for her Catholic Schoolhouse History Song CD. Yeah. So here's one of the songs I've been working on this week. The Magna Carta in 1215. We've got to limit the power of the king. The Magna Carta in 1215. We've got to limit the power of the king. In 1215, the people said, Enough! We need to limit the power of the king. This was written down when King John signed the Magna Carta in 1215. The Magna Carta in 1215. We've got to limit the power of the king. Well, I the think Magna it's good. Carta. I like okay, so the when was when was the Magna Carta? The Magna Carta in 1215. And what did it do? Limit the power of the king. Very good. 
I shouldn't have sung that, though, should I? No, you were fine. That was I on so, pitch? Yeah, you were. Wow. So Amazing. here's the deal. Now you remember that. 1215, the Magna Carta to limit the power of the king. And if you were taking a history test, you would know it. Well, I remember the power, the power of a song. I remember sitting in, was it 7th or 8th grade history class, and we had to write out the preamble of the Constitution. Right. And I remember learning <coughs> just from Saturday morning cartoons when they had Schoolhouse Rock on, uh-huh. and they had the preamble on that. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, you know, provide yeah. for the common defense. So here I am writing yeah. it out, and I'm going, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I'm humming in my head to remember the words. But, well, that's better than contemporary are... world problems where I went, here I am, rock you like a hurricane. Yeah, that's not really... And that, how did that help you pass any tests? It was on the weather part. <laughs> but, hey, the Schoolhouse Rock... Sorry I, about that, everybody. Hope I it love hurt your ears. those. I love the Schoolhouse Rock. And I don't know how many times when my kids were having trouble with their multiplication tables... If I could skate a, a figure eight. <laughs> but I remember... Six times eight is 48. <laughs> because they would have a hard time with that one for some reason. Right. They had a hard time with their eight times tables. So I would sing that song with to them over and over again. It's the power of music. Power of music. It, you know, in those... I, I say, Amy, it's the power of music. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was that Jimmy? That wasn't a very good one. Sorry. I was thinking that was... Most of the time, those are pretty good, but, but that wasn't that, good. That sounds more like Sean Connery, maybe. <laughs> Some power. I can't do Sean Connery. Sorry. You were pretty close. No, I don't do Sean. You, Connery. you did. You, you did a marathon a while back while you were working on a project. You were playing the Indiana Jones. They were on TV, and you just kind of had them going on in the background, and Sean Connery was on there. Right, right. The the cup of Christ. They were looking for. That was number three. Yeah. Do you know what it was called? It wasn't Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It no. wasn't Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was... I can't remember the name The Last that. Crusade. The Last Crusade. Even though it wasn't the last one, because then they went on to do the Alien Crystal Skull one. And, then and now they're they, doing another one. Well, they say they are, it. but I haven't seen it. Well, I remember years and years ago when Catherine was a baby... Them talking about coming out with one, and they had a script for one about Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. Yeah, I was. A, I read the whole script. It was really good. Yeah, but, but they, it might but not they have been didn't true. do that. No, I don't think it was true. Yeah, it was good though. That would be kind of cool because yeah. there's been a lot of stuff about you know finding Noah's Ark up on the Mount Ararat in Turkey, and mm-hmm. so that that still would be a cool one. I you know think. who is really super into the Noah's Ark thing is uh, the couple of musicians. Billy Joel is one of them. Why? Why? He just loves artifacts and everything like that. They asked him, where, where do you think the Ark is? And he said, Mount Ararat, you want to know by now. How did I know? How did I know? Oh, mercy. Um, well, it's all frozen in there, so Foreigner gets into it, too. And they it's as cold as ice. Okay. 
Oh, mercy. So, so we have a couple busy weeks planned of work. And I remember, right Christmas. I remember uh, last week a friend of ours was going to be coming down to California for a marathon or something and said, you should meet us down there. And I'm going That's like. The, I would love to. It's Richard. Would, Richard yeah. Pete. I would I, love I go, to meet That him. would be awesome. But. We are so busy Ugh. with work. There's no vacation time. And for a long time, we didn't have any work, so this is kind of nice. So but it's like at the a, same time, it's a little bit nuts. But no, I'm not complaining. Yeah, it's just you're working a full time, your full time media job, and two part time. Our, our jobs. year end books are due coming up. Yeah, which after the podcast, I need to go add up our our green uh, don't ledgers. Here. I know. I it's our least favorite things about being self employed yeah. is adding up all of our urine totals and uh, our urine totals. We don't have to keep track of how much urine we we have. Year end oh, totals. That is something we have to keep track of. Yes. For our our big No, um, I say about that's about four ounces. <laughs> That's disgusting, Rick. That's disgusting. No, this is for Uncle Sam. Emily Lutella on Saturday Night Live. What is this all? What's this all about? Your year end totals. No, that's year end totals. Oh, (laughs) never mind. Oh, dear. Dear, dear. Yeah, so anyway, it's going to be an awesome few weeks. But, um, I did get to share the second part of the story that I started last week. Yeah. Called Stabilized. And this one is called Move That Cow. And we're going to share that in a few minutes. Yeah. 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 Was there anything else you wanted to share about your holidays or anything coming up or You know, just I if... do have a question though. Okay. How do you solve a problem like Maria? You let her be who God has made her to be. Is that what it says in the song? No, that's what I said. You how asked you, how, how you, to solve a problem like Maria. Well, how do you hold a moonbeam in your hand? You, you really don't. You just let the moonbeam be a moonbeam. All right. That's pretty profound. Yeah. 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 I so, may have to get a tattoo that says that. You just let the moonbeam be, be a, a moonbeam. Moon <laughs> That's uh, my new tattoo. <laughs> it sounds like a hippie's child, love child name. <laughs> no, it's like, moonbeam. Dude, you just let the moonbeam be a moonbeam. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like some, something a hippie would name their child, though? Moonbeam? Moonbeam. I'm sure they have. You have a river, you have a summer, you have a moonbeam. Of course, two of them are like actresses on Flyscape. <laughs> Flyscape? Whatever that show is. Serenity. (laughs) (laughs) What is it called? Firefly? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to rewind this. You got Farscape and Firefly mixed up, and you call it Flyscape. Oh, I'm Mikey Carter. Oh, oh, I'm crying. That was so funny. Oh, my gosh. Firefly. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, they're both 
they're both movies about you know they're 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 not movies they're tv shows yeah. about spaceships yeah. going around yeah. in space and yeah. i i pitched uh. the show flyscape <laughs> to, to fox and they took it but don't worry don't worry <laughs> They won't continue for over one season, so it doesn't matter. Oh. Flyscape. <coughs> Sorry. Does this show bug you? <laughs> Flyscape. Well, Firefly's the name of a bug. And Farscape. Farscape. It's the name Farscape. of a sci-fi show. Oh. oh. <sighs> Boy, we are really tired, and I just have to apologize we need to play play this excerpt from oh, this me. morning's story that you did on the <sighs> second part of a three-part story and um, enjoy it because we need to go get some Kleenex to wipe our eyes right now. Yeah, because, and this is a really special story <laughs> uh, developed in the 70s called Pigs in Space. Uh, no. No. Stabilized, actually. Stabilized, part two. Part two. If you haven't heard part one, you can listen to last week's podcast because we did that one then. Mm-hmm. So here's part two of Stabilized. And at the beginning, you actually do a little recap in case In case you, you didn't forgot. see the last episode or hear the last episode or yeah. visualize the last episode or whatever you do when you're listening. Go ahead. Play it. Do it. Say play it again, Rick. Play it again, Rick. Okay. Here you go. Last week on Stabilized, we followed a young man named Alexander who was coming to Bethlehem for the census and was hired by Menachem. After the innkeeper witnessed the young man's talent to work with the animals. Of course, Alexander didn't realize that he would be taking care of the animals. He thought he was being hired to help the guests and their luggage and to make tips, lots of tips. He devised a plan to slip out at night and escape with a bag of coins given to him by Menachem for his first week's pay. Staring up at the night sky, he accidentally fell asleep looking at a mysterious star above the stable. The sea was fairly calm as the boat sailed through the deep blue water. The smell of the water and the heat from the day had a calming effect. Alexander gazed into the eyes of a pretty lady. She told him how handsome he was. From behind her, she pulled out a bunch of grapes fresh from the vine and began feeding him as he leaned back on the deck of the boat. This is what wealth can buy you, he thought. The sunset burst with orange and yellow, and Alexander sighed with satisfaction. He gazed at the sky to see the first and brightest star come into view as day turned in tonight. This was the life. The woman looked at him, and her face grew a beard, and her voice changed. Alexander! Alexander! I am in need! yelled Menachem. Alexander woke up. 
He had not stayed awake long enough to escape his fate. He sprung to his feet, wiped the sleep from his eyes, and the straw fell off his back as he brushed the remainder off and ran towards his employer's voice. There you are, bellowed Menachem. You are backed up here, young man. I have three goats, two horses, a cow, and a camel for your care. The animals waited patiently by the lobby, staring at him as he ran up. Right away, sir, I'll, I'll take care of them. Good boy. Thank you, my son. Alexander forced out a weak smile. Joseph and Mary stood by the door. She looked pretty miserable. And she looked in pain. The innkeeper spoke to Joseph. I just do not have the room. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry, my friend. Perhaps you can go down the road a bit. Joseph was already impatient. But you have to have something. I'm not dragging her all the way down the road again. She's going to have the baby. And most likely in your lobby if you don't find somewhere else for us quickly. Menachem's face turned red and he shook his head. I just do not have the room. Joseph thought hard and considered his next words carefully. Sir, we simply must have some room. It is, it is God's will. God's will? asked Menachem. I have heard that before. And usually when someone is selling something. Joseph didn't smile. He was in no mood. I assure you, my friend, I am not selling anything. My wife is pregnant with a very special child. He is born to be the Messiah. Although I am married to this woman, we've not been together. A miracle has occurred such as the world has never seen before. I was even told by an angel to name him Jesus. For he is born to save his people from their sins. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Menachem stood puzzled. When Joseph had said the name Emmanuel, he had felt the spirit of God charge through his body and his head swam. The Messiah. He had heard the stories. He knew the prophecies. But could this really be? Or was it a desperate swindler wanting a free place to stay? It didn't take long. And in his heart, he knew this to be true. Joseph did not seem to be the type of man to make things up. Menachem was touched. He must do something to help this couple. I would give you my room, but I don't think my wife would like that idea. It would mean us sleeping in our stable. <laughs> the room turned quiet. As both Joseph and Menachem looked at each other, the stable. Cautiously, 
Menachem approached the topic. Well, it's not the cleanest or nicest place, but it is warm and dry. I would give you a place in the stable and for no charge. I believe I would be an heir and accountable to God for turning you away. Please consider it. Joseph stood for a moment. His desperation was evident. His discomfort was evident too. I don't know. Just then, Mary grabbed her stomach and mentions Joseph's name loudly. He turned back to the innkeeper. <sighs> Much to my better judgment, I will take your charity. It matters not where we stay, but that we do have a place, and quickly. One moment, then. Hold on. The innkeeper smiled and hurried off towards the stable. The animals were sniffing around their new surroundings. It was unfamiliar, but somehow... Alexander was charming his way into their hearts. The animals were now all awake and making a fuss as Alexander put them in their appropriate places for the night. The camel was the hardest to work with. Well, the cow was not easy either. But even with his Midas touch, Alexander had a rough time with headstrong camels. When he finished, every stall and place was filled. It was packed with animals of all sorts. The inn was full, and so was the stable. At least they were getting along, he thought. So far, that is. Now, if there weren't many more distractions, perhaps they could all settle in and fall asleep. If they did, he might still get out of this place and go on with his life. Maybe he could make a real difference rather than be an animal babysitter. He felt as dirty as the shepherds in the field and as useless as a beggar on the street. Alexander heard the innkeeper approaching and went to meet him at the stable gate. What can I do for you, sir? You must prepare a place for more guests and their animals. <laughs> That's your job, Menachem. I'm only the stable boy. Menachem was surprised by the boy's apathy. He had missed this before. Only the stable boy? Menachem said. Only the stable boy? Tonight, my friend, you are hosting a king. Alexander chuckled. <laughs> Had the innkeeper been drinking? Hosting a king? A king of who? The couple that were with child, do you remember them? They and their donkey are staying with you tonight. And she is going to have her baby. But the stable is full, sir. And there's no room for another animal, let alone two more people. I am too busy with the others to help. And besides, it's a dirty stable. It's no place for a woman with child. Oh, I know, I know. I thought that too. Until Joseph told me what is really happening. I do not have time to explain it all. All I have time to do is tell you to make room. They are very important people, so make room for them. Alexander shook his head and looked up at the sky. He just wanted to escape, but it appeared now that he was going to be making a place for a pregnant woman, her husband, and a donkey. 
Where would he put them? The cleanest place that he had was the last place he had cleaned. It was where the cow was. In the middle of the stable with the manger full of straw. Only hours ago, the cow had been enjoying a meal in this very spot. And now he was considering it for a baby bassinet. The only problem was, the cow did not like to move. The camels were hard to work with, yes. But the cow seemed to be the kingpin of the stable. She had been here the longest, providing milk for the inn guests, and knew how important she was. Therefore, when her pen was cleaned, she only stepped from side to side for the pitchfork to clean her mess. Tonight, she would have to be moved outside under the stars. Yes, he would leave the dog with her to watch over her and keep away predators. He could hear Menachem speaking with Joseph in the distance and heard them trying to get the donkey to move. He didn't have time to go help them and at this point was not even able to get the cow to acknowledge him. What is so important about this couple that he needed to move heaven and earth to accommodate them. His attitude went from bad to worse. And he simply tried to move the cow from point A to point B. Nope. Ah, Move already! She wasn't moving. He rolled his eyes and he mustered up his best charming tone and whispered in her ear. You are the prettiest cow in all the land, and I am in need for you to hear me. The universe needs you tonight to camp among the stars in all your radiant beauty. Come with me, my precious lady, and I will give you extra grain. The cow bellowed, batted her eyes, and turned her head and looked directly at Alexander. He smiled in anticipation of her movement and gave her the look of. The cow moved all right, but towards the manger, not away from it. And in doing so, her weight broke out two of the manger slats, creating a gap in the feeding chamber. Oh, no! Alexander said, his voice rising. Please, oh, please, back up and come with me. The cow was not cooperating. Herein lies the problem. Alexander weighed roughly 150 pounds and the cow over 1,500. Something was going to budge, but it probably was not going to be the cow. She seemed to be large and in charge. He moved three buckets out of the way, hoping that the cow would think she was going to be milked and wander towards the buckets. No deal. The voices grew louder now. They must have got the donkey to move. He could hear Mary whimpering in pain. Her time had come, and she was well on her way to delivering the child. Other people had children. So why was he so concerned about this one? Something inside told him to make room. But it was impossible. The stable was full. There was no room in the inn for the stable. No room for this child. Besides, there were too many obstacles in the way for him to make room. Joseph entered the stable ahead of the innkeeper who was leading Mary on the donkey. 
Young man, where would you like us to rest? Joseph said in a concerned voice. There isn't any room, sir. I'm so sorry. Besides, the cow, she won't budge. Alexander's words ringed hollow. Joseph stared at Alexander and his eyes narrowed. You don't understand, young man. Mary needs a place for this baby. Now. But I can't do miracles, Joseph. You don't need a miracle to make a place for the baby. Just move the cow, said Joseph. It was just that easy, wasn't it? Remove the stubborn obstacle, and perhaps there would be room for a miracle. If it were only as simple as that. It seemed all his life there was something in the way of a miracle for him. Every time he had tried something to better his life, an obstacle would block his path. He was so tired of it. Alexander was frustrated. Why is this baby so important? The words slipped out before he thought better of them. Why is the baby important? Said Joseph. I am to take care of him. And my wife needs comfort. Joseph slowed down. His eyes teared up. And he told Alexander the story. A story of an angel appearing to him in a dream. And telling that the woman he was betrothed to was with child and they hadn't been together yet. How he told him not to fear, that he was to marry her. How the baby she was carrying was from the Holy Spirit and would save his people from their sins. As he spoke, Alexander's heart was quickened. It was like things he was concerned about started to fade away. And all of a sudden, he began to see things in a different light. A baby? Born of a virgin? What did Joseph take him to be, gullible? As much as Alexander kicked against the idea, he knew in his heart that this was true. Too many things were lining up for it to be a coincidence. And then he began to panic. He was not prepared to have a baby born in a stable. He wasn't even remotely ready for this. And at this point, she would have the baby on the dirt. And that was just not acceptable. He looked up and prayed to God for the first time in many years. Lord, if this baby is truly from you, then I need your help. His eyes caught the star shining above him, so bright that he thought he could even feel warmth from it. Time stood still, it seemed, and his heart began to flood with compassion. For a moment, Alexander forgot his troubles. He didn't even think about his needs and his wants for the very first time in many days. His only concern was making a place for this woman and her child. It is amazing what the human being can do when they cease to be selfish and begin to think of the needs of others. When they look at the world among them, 
but around them from different eyes. By this time, Mary and Menachem were in the stable and things had progressed to the point that she needed to be laying down now. Alexander struggled with the animal. If he could only just get it to move. He was always so good with him. What was stopping this one from listening to him? He pulled. He pushed. And he even tried more bribery. She did nothing but stare at him. Was he going to have to resort to using a whip? He hoped not, but his anger was starting to get the best of him. It was strange, though. Anger felt strangely out of place. There was an odd peace in the stable, one that Alexander had never really felt before. It was like the place was filled with the presence of love and joy. Menachem looked at Alexander. It is time for you to work your magic, my son. I will go get some blankets and you, you need to make room for the Messiah. You need to move that cow. Alexander petted the cow and scratched its ears, looked squarely into a big brown eyes, spread out his arms, and in a non-threatening tone said, All right, part three next week. Let's pray. Lord, sometimes it is so hard to do your will because of the obstacles that are in the way. And all of our obstacles, Lord, seem to be different. One thing can stop us and then our friend can be stopped by something else. But there are obstacles nonetheless. Lord, many times it's not you that's put them there, it's us. Or maybe circumstances that are out of our control. But whatever the case is, Lord, we need your help. Lord, we need the obstacles removed so that we might go forward in you. Forward in the life that you have for us. God, help us not to be so selfish that we always think of our own needs and not the needs of others. Let us, Lord, look beyond our own nose and out around us to see the needs of those people that need your help, that need a touch from you. God, give us the wisdom to move the obstacles so that we might go about doing and being you for others. That's our prayer today. Lord, help us with our frustrations. Even in the areas that we might be good at, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes this season is difficult. But whatever the case is, Lord, help us with our frustrations and help us to see things the way you see things, through your eyes. And Lord, above all, help us make room for our Savior. Help us make room for Jesus. We don't want to be on the outside looking in. We don't want to be just observers, but we want to be participants in the life that you've given to us. Help us, God, to participate and to make room 
in our busy lives for Jesus. And let our busyness not be so much of our own accord, but let our busyness be those things that you are concerned with. Open our eyes, Lord. We do want to see Jesus. Now, Lord, we give you praise and we thank you for all that you're teaching us, Lord, during this time of year and through the story of no room in the inn. Let there be room in our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. There you go. Part two. Very good, dear. I think I might rename it, though. <clears throat> okay. Flyscape. <laughs> <laughs> the experience in the stable. <laughs> you never know. Flyscape might be a really popular TV series someday. It, it, it may. You never know. <laughs> about the series, about the, the adventures of a fly in space. <laughs> I don't know if that would go over well or not. It would, oh. yeah. So, what did you think of the second part? Because you didn't even get to preview it. I, di I didn't. You read me the very beginning. That's because all that's all I had and, about and nine o'clock. And then I at went night. to bed, <laughs> so so I didn't hear the. I got to bed about two a.m. And then I set our alarm for seven because we had to off. leave by eight. It didn't and go it off. didn't go off. So seven thirty in the morning. Thankfully I have I well, woke up. Thankfully I had showered and washed my hair last night because I have long hair and it takes a long time and to And I dry. was thankful because she didn't stink all the way to church. <laughs> so that was very helpful. Well, I yeah, I anyway, I my hair was all dry so I, I could get dressed real quick and feed the pets and and, and work on her new book Flyscape. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just funny. Didn't you? You're funny. It was, it was great. Oh, mercy. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the Christmas season. And yeah, uh, we do understand though that there that sometimes it's really hard during this time of year. Yeah. For a lot of people, and uh, we want to let you know to have hope, hold on to your faith because that is really, really important. And this too shall pass. Just a season, and uh, we go through seasons and go into new seasons. If anyone wants to pray for my mom this week, please do. Oh, not just your, your mom, but well, our whole family. Yeah, but, it's hard. But I'm especially sad for my mama. Yeah, difficult. Yeah. So yeah, you so can do that. Pray for our family. Yeah. My uncle seems at peace though, so that's good. Yeah. So um. <clears throat> what if they wanted to get a hold of us? What would they do? Go ahead and talk. Okay, I'll talk. Um, you could call us, but we wouldn't answer because <laughs> we don't really have a phone number. I guess we do have a phone number. Um, yeah. I don't you, even know where it is. Have a, a little piece of paper somewhere in the studio. How about if you you email <clears throat> us or send us an audio comment? We'd love yeah. that. We are coming up on show three hundred, and it might be kind of fun yeah. to have a matter some call-ins and stuff if for that. For our three, two more shows for our three hundredth episode. Well, I know what you want to do, but I, I am working I with our son. So. Nathan, yeah, 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 and yeah, he yeah. has a cinematography degree, oh. and he's going to help me film our Christmas like, Eve that's service. That's all people want to see me is in a dress. <clears throat> you, you look nice in a dress. Oh gosh. So anyway, we're we're going to especially film when I have some... a coordinating person wallet. So we're going to film um, the play and a bunch of other fun things, 
And we're going to have, Rick will edit it together on the weekend after because Christmas Eve is in the middle of the week. So this will actually be a little bit after Christmas. So it'll be kind of a Christmas, New Year celebration. And we're going to do a video podcast. Yeah, she says that, but she doesn't realize all the work. I have to do the work and it's right in the middle of the busy time. So Yeah, well, we'll we're going to try to do a video podcast. And If you'd like to be on the show, you certainly can. If you'd like can. to send in a, a, a video. Oh my gosh, no. Why? I, I don't have time to do that. You don't have time to edit it's it all lot together. Of work. It is a lot of work. But if you'd like to send an audio comment, I certainly can drop it in and put a picture of you on there. Okay. Send in a picture of yourself and, and an, an audio, audio comment, comment and say whatever you want to say about taking with you. Well, I mean, I think that we probably could handle all five listeners if, <laughs> if they sent one in. We might be all right. Well, you could also send us comments on Facebook, you know, like um, yeah. instant messages or or send us email. <coughs> Facebook.com, Rick.Moyer. Or Facebook.com, Amy.Moyer. Our emails are Amy at TakingWithYou.com. Rick at TakingWithYou.com. Right. And you can always find us at TakingWithYou.com. Yeah. So please send in some comments for our 300th episode. Sure, we love that. That's kind of a big deal. We've yeah, been podcasting yeah. for almost six years. Yeah. So... Um, We've only missed a few weeks <coughs> out of the entire time. Yeah. And... So that's almost six years, and um, it'll, it'll be six years the beginning of February. But what's six times seven? Six times seven. Mm-hmm. Forty-two. Then it would be our podcast would be forty-two in dog years. Oh, well, and if we were, <laughs> I'm going to mess up another sci-fi movie oh, no, channel. But no. isn't forty-two like the answer to everything? To everything, the universe and everything, and towels. Towel day. Yeah. yeah, I really didn't get that because I've never watched that movie or read the book. It was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Wow, that's better than Fly Escape. <laughs> I'm sorry, I married a nerd, and I I'm I'm somewhat nerdy, but I guess I you're I'm, more nerdy than you think. You I are. guess I messed up on that last one, though. It's okay, Amy. <laughs> okay. So um yeah. Hey, if you get a chance, you want to listen to me on the radio, I'm on from 10 to 2 every single day of the week on kicks953.com. Not on Sundays. Oh, Mondays, every single of the weekdays. And then on Saturday, 10 to 1, and then I'm off on Sundays. Yeah, except for Sundays. And Sundays, we put out our podcast, so you can listen to us on Sundays. Oh, yeah, like that. Well, that's what they want. <laughs> listen to the Moyers every day of my life, and then let them play ra- music for me, country music. Country music. Monday right now it's fun though. We're playing Christmas music and having a good time. And um, yeah, there's a lot of good Jesus yeah, stuff. There is. And I got to yeah. learn a lot of things about country music and what things are called and everything else. Oh, no. Yeah. That was bad. That was bad. So should you tell that no, story? No, I'm not telling the story. <laughs> they tricked him. Oh, to they, didn't tr- they did song. not trick me. They didn't trick me. I went and asked what it was. and He introduced told, a song okay, and right, he right, was embarrassed enough. about it because he didn't know what it meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> heard a lot of it's things. It's okay to embarrass that. me about Flyscape. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't want to say why you were embarrassed at the radio station. Mm, no. <laughs> no. No. So, everybody, I hope you have an awesome week. And we're counting down to Christmas. Next week is part three. 
of Stabilized. And so we hope you join us. And hey, you know, we've been kind of goofy here, but why don't you end with a prayer? Or did you pray already on the, the thing? I've already prayed. Okay. But if but you I will have... leave you with Angels We Have Heard on High, the song okay. that I did. But if you're having a hard week, feel free to email us and ask for a prayer, and we'll be glad to pray for you. And also eat Fritos, because that always helps. The organic ones at Trader Joe's are the best. Oh, no. We're getting into this again. All right, everybody. Have a great <laughs> okay. week. We'll see you next time on the Taken With You podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Saying, oh, oh, oh. Amy. <laughs> You've got to come watch this new show. It's called <laughs> Flyscape. Enjoy angels we have heard on high. It's an angel. <laughs>